On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin Where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hey, everybody, it's Pub Crawlers with the genius for another episode of As the Ale House Turn. Thanks for joining us. Um, we have a myriad of things to discuss this evening. It's really kind of just like a, a report on a variety of things that have been happening in the world and in our lives, really. So uh, we'll get started by welcoming a guest. I feel like she has become, this guest has become a staple more because of the fact that we have very sickly people here. We're what? Yeah, nurses sickly. always hang around sick people. <laughs> we do. We do. And we're not even she, talking. She can see it. We're not even talking about mental illness. We're talking about actual physical <laughs> issues. So we're welcoming back Nurse Danielle, my longtime buddy from high school. Who, oh, oh, hi, oh, Ignatius girls. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I can't keep all the relationships. Oh, yeah, we're everywhere. Um, and uh, Danielle started coming to the Ale House because that's where she could find me. And now she's, she's here. She's, she's had a couple of rocky ro house romances. Oh, or at yeah. at least one. Just one. Just one. So All right, far. but we yeah. got... Okay, but wait. No, hang on. She's had one romance, and then she's had several, like, potentials. She's had crushes oh, right. and potentials. Yes. Like, multiples. Mm -hmm. She's gotten more action in this joint in, like, two years than I've gotten in this fucking, like, 12 that I've been coming here. It's the Rattler. I'm said one day, one day like four people hit out on one night, and I was like, I gotta start drinking more Stiegel Rattlers. Fuck. Anyway. Well, anyway, uh, yes, because. So Nurse Danielle is here on a regular basis, and now even more so because you really need her because you get shot up with your vitamin B. B, sorry. Well, yeah, um, she, but I, she was so nice enough to come down last couple days ago, and I brought the already used B12. Is it is it a vial? Yeah, they're in a little bottle. Don't you I've see if there's liquid in it? No, because it's dark. You can't really see the liquid. Can you hear it? Can you feel it? If you shake no, it? No, it's hard to see. Don't you? I'm not don't blame, you dispose these things? I'm not going to blame Rock and Roll Ruth, but I thought she would probably check me out because I'm old. I was say, you never take the. It was a bottle that you put in the closet in the in the bathroom, so. I, I fucked up. I basically fucked up. You need to just, just dispose of those vials when you're done. No, because I thought maybe she wanted to practice with it. What? Well, Danielle thought that was a good idea. Well, Danielle, hang on. If you, if, you, if you put a syringe in an old vial and just sucked up air... We can practice. We put in fluid so that she can practice drawing up. What kind of fluids? Alcohol. <laughs> Rubbing alcohol. Sp sperm, a large, large glob of sperm. <laughs> okay, so we got alcohol and we got sperm. So I'm guessing that she's just, she's just practicing putting the syringe in and pulling. You know what? Here's the thing that pulling it, it not actually shooting you up with it. It can't be that hard because every junkie in a fucking neighborhood shoots up like three, four times a day. And That's a lot of practice, though. They, yeah, but I mean, how hard can these little nitwits out there, you know, puncturing their little veins. And they don't really, they're not really into, they exchange needles and stuff, too. They're uh, motivated. You're fucking motivated. You bitch and moan if you don't get that damn bee shot. Well, yeah. And I, I was just reading that it's important for vitamin uh, red blood cells and stuff like that. that I mean, that may be one of the reasons I'm tired. One of the many. I'm just saying, I think you're motivated for these shots, so... Well, I think we should talk to to the nurse. And and also... <laughs> What's the question for the nurse? Well, the question for the nurse is, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think of Clown being here for next week's contest? <laughs> what's, his, what's his percentage? 
Yeah. Survival. <laughs> you guys are evil. I think it's pretty good. Uh, once, well, no. Once he he's goes looking, he's Monday, looking he's good tonight. He's looking good tonight. Well, I'm not going to get the thyroid surgery next week. I tell oh, you why? what. Tell I know, because it takes, I've got to go off my cumina. Uh, what? So I've got to go blood off my thinner. blood thinners for like a week. That's a blood thinner, right? Yeah. yeah. So it, it's going to take at least a week, but I do get zapped on Monday. Well, the zappy, so. you, you're no stranger to getting no, zapped. No, no, no. Danielle. Yes. Do you think we could get a machine on the black market and just zap here? I mean, you can buy an AED. Yeah. So we could just zap clown whenever he needs it. Yeah, here. they bars buy them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is a bar. They keep them back can we behind put it in, the bar. Can we put that into 2020's second quarter budget? Yeah, there you go. I Alehouse could, budget? I could see a lot of bad things happening with us uh, <laughs> zapping. Just use it for fun? Hey, just, just zap. Hey, just a random. Oh, look. Sleepy, zap. sleepy John needs a zap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's very seen, likely. Have you ever seen places where they stick a wire in the, the wall socket and they they have competition to see how long they can hold it? You've ever no. seen that? No. I've seen that in a bar. Really? Yeah. It's just a live wire. And they grab it and they got a board and they time people. <laughs> Why the fuck does this place not have that? <laughs> that would there, be fantastic. There was, there was some guy you from... You could have an orb, though. There, there was a guy from Texas down there with a really sickening Texas drawl and he says by the way you got it do you, do you have do you do horse I mean chicken shit Sunday I said what's chicken shit what's well that's what I asked him he says oh it's a lot of fun you take a big board and put numbers on it and everybody picks a number then you put a chicken and see which number it shits on <laughs> And he, couldn't, he couldn't understand why we wouldn't want. I don't think our clientele is going to go for that. I just didn't think that was. Now we should do that with Street holding, Jimmy. Holding, I mean, <laughs> we get we get Chuck Mud and Street Jimmy hanging onto a live wire. See who can do it longer. God, we're terrible. Okay, wait. First of all, I was very concerned for Clown today because he showed up late, which is very unlike him. Very unusual. I know, and I just want to make sure you're and okay. And you were early, which is even more shocking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I met Danielle. Um, I want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, I just had stuff to do because I'm got. i going to be in the hospital through Monday night. So. Wait, when do you go in? Tomorrow. Oh, fuck. Which, so just, which hospital? Northwestern. Oh, we got, look what we do. We have, we oh, have that. Will you go check on him, Daniel? Of course. We have just going to be sitting there getting work done. We have the head surgeon <laughs> right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll there. go strut my stuff, make sure everyone keep them all in line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Mrs. Clown actually punched a doctor one time. Why am I not Northwestern? What are your doctors? They came in, no, they came in with, the doctor came in with a bunch of students. And she was feeling crowded and stuff. And they had masks on, and the doctor was like sticking his finger in her face, and she went whack. Just like hit, hit him. It was it was bad. Well, did, you, did you explain to you explain to her that I mean to the doctor that she's from Long Island? And... <laughs> he found out. <laughs> um. Well, as long as you're okay, I want. That's, yeah, that's, I'm good. Well, no, yeah, I'm he's feeling great. He's great. He's going to the hospital for a week. Well, uh, it's not a week. It's three, three four days. days. Well, they're just loading me three up days, on the Three days. Three days. Load me up on the drug. That's all. Uh, Anti-arrhythmic drug. When Clown, when I said I was concerned as to why you weren't here, he's like, "Yeah, we better find a backup." Oh yeah. That's makes not. You, that's not why think. I was concerned. Makes you think. <laughs> Are, <laughs> like you, your message. Are you going to join us tonight? What, what yeah. would happen if I didn't? <laughs> well, we, Not much. Not much. We, we are very little. Sit around and just stare at each other. And my blood pressure's been absolutely whack, whack out. Whack out. I, I'm concerned. I'm going to have to call How me. so? Up, down? Monstrously up. Uh -oh. Well, you're stressed out about something. They're speaking of blood pressure. There goes Jimmy. <laughs> so what are you stressed Mr. out? Mr. Help. You're obviously stressed out about things in your life. What are they? I went to, I went to murders. And then... Uh, what was the other Maybe thing? Maybe it was I too did? loud. Oh, wait a minute. Speaking of, since we've got Nurse Danielle here, you got your ears checked. Well, I'm uh, not checked. I got they got a rotor rooter. My my right ear's got a oh. very narrow canal. How do they do that, Danielle? Do you know? No. It's like a plunger. No, oh, they, does it hurt? Yeah. They're sticking a sharp thing in your ear. They don't give you any sort of like drugs. I don't take. Why would they give you a drug for that? I, would I take don't the take drug. them. I don't take them. 
when I had my stent put in, I didn't take any. I told them absolutely no because I puke for about ten hours after I after I get that shit. So you'd rather have that pain? Yeah, and I cry. <laughs> I whimper and cry. Are you sure you don't want to? No, I don't want to. <laughs> Okay, so how long does the procedure I, take? I had my prostate, when I had my pro radical prostatectomy, which was a major fuck-up, and because he perforated my rectum, so that was an extra two and a half hours. Wait, so what? Six and a half fucking hours. I don't think I know this story. We'll get back to that after the years. Um, so especially since we've got Nurse Danielle But here. I didn't. I, 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 I only, that not a lawsuit? I only had an epidural. I was sitting there. I was... I, isn't that what they give ladies when they have a, a baby, mm -hmm. an epidural? It numbs you all most, the way down. And most women say no to the epidural, but you said yes. But I yes. didn't go under. I didn't. I don't want to go under. Okay, wait. Let's talk about the ears first. Yeah. Let's stay trapped. Stay, stay the course. So my mom had the same thing. She had to get her fucking and and she, so it's just wax buildup. Yeah, and she was in Benton, living in Benton Harbor, St. Joe, and Al, Muhammad Ali that was stay, lived in over in Abarian Springs. I think that's where in the old Al Capone house. He was, he, she, about two or three times he was in the same office with uh, with her waiting to get his ears done. Um, so it's just a lot of wax buildup that you gotta just Well, I couldn't fucking hear. I, I mean, I actually couldn't hear on my right ear, which was, I was, all of a sudden I was like Hawkeye. <laughs> That's, there's no way you could be as bad as Hawkeye. Come again? Say it over again? What? There's no way you could be as bad as Hawkeye. No, I could, well, no, but I was... In that area. Um, so how long is the procedure? Took about an hour, and finally she got. Sh so did you cry and whimper for an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Why don't you take the drugs? What drug? The I drugs mean, that they offer you. They were gonna put you under. For a whole it? hour. An hour? That's a long ass time. You don't. You wouldn't want to go under. How about six and a half hours having a fucking. When they, you know what they do when they do the radical prostatectomy? All right, let's go to this prostate because we really they want to take, talk about it. They take a chainsaw and they cut you from your belly button to your pelvis. Then they cut open your bladder, cut your urethra in half, and that's what they have to do to get to the fucking prostate. But my asshole piece of shit doctor was such a sloppy asshole. And he was leaving for Florida a few minutes after the surgery. So he accidentally cut my rectum. Now there's an extra two hours because now they got a, and there's an extra two. So or he three just days went to too far. Um, well, there was, you know, he had so much to work, you know, just so and many you did powerful not? units going on down there. <laughs> and you didn't. Pistons churning. Yeah. <laughs> it's a factory down there. You know what it is? Do you is ever, that he says it with such a straight fucking face. Danielle, do you ever do surgery stuff? I mean, are no. You, no. That's I review it. Her, her work is to try to prevent that shit. Well, yeah, I mean... Prevent the surgeries. Operating rooms are really... And then they always have a fucking audience in there of, you know, students and shit like that, which I'm really not thrilled with. Can you, can, Danielle, can you say I don't want that? You can ask, but Northwestern is a teaching hospital, and so they... So is Chicago. It's, you're, you're kind of... No, you're fucked. And... By the way, you can they, ask them to leave if you want. They might have their, they might have their little students playing around with your shit too. Like when I had my, um, what was it? The, I had something done, and I realized that there's this, this Asian-looking guy who seemed to be doing all the fucking work, and not the guy that was the head boy. The student, probably. Yeah. Well, they have to watch him do the stuff. They gotta learn sometime. Yeah. Oh, when I had my goddamn stent put in, the guy said, "Put a little farther there. No, go left." Oh yeah. But now I was wide awake for my stent too, and I'm watching this fucking thing. Were you nervous? Yeah. Well, they said you're Widowmaker, and they should look at. Looks like smeared ink. And yeah, I'm nervous. Want to interpret that for us, Danielle? So they're watching. They're watching essentially on X-ray with they inject. Um, dye so that they can see everything really well and they can look and see where the blockage is and then that's how they decide where to place the stent. So you were not happy that the student was performing the task? Well, I mean, I wasn't, un I mean, at least it was being done. But here's what they, now here's, see, here, here's what, here's the racket they're doing with the student. He says, you know, it's really in a bad spot. And they call it your widow maker. 
and why do they call it that? Should, they call it the Widowmaker because usually when you have a blockage there, you don't survive. Yeah, that caught my attention. <laughs> That's really mean. Why well, no, mean? no, it gets you. It, it makes you alert. <laughs> oh, my fucking Widowmaker. Let's just think about it. Yeah. I didn't have to think a whole lot. <laughs> okay. So Moving then, on. so that guy says. Now, maybe it would be a little safer if we just crack your chest open that way. Oh, let's risk. <laughs> let's roll them dice on the... You know, okay, you know I'm mean, totally coherent. I can have this conversation. Um, I don't feel like having them take a buzzsaw to my goddamn chest. You know, and then taking my heart out and putting it in the icebox for a while. And <laughs> I've had that done twice. Yeah. yeah. You've had a cabbage? Really? It's something to What's be that? avoided. Two cabbages? What's a cabbage? The only cabbage I know is the kind I eat. Oh. Uh, it's a bypass graft. Yeah. What's the purpose of this? So they take uh, they take vessels from other parts of your body, like your legs, yeah. your legs, yeah. sometimes yeah. your arm. Oh. And then they, if there's such a bad blockage in the heart, they can bypass it, like putting another little hose. It's called from... bypass surgery. Yeah. She called it a cabbage. Cabbage. I thought you were talking lesbian lingo. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> this guy. What's tossing your cabbage then? <laughs> yeah, speaking of, let's get, let's get back to this perforated rectum. Yeah. So, so Okay, so they just go too far and they poke well, you in the wrong place? Although you had been poked in there many times. Well, you know, I'm not really an expert on this shit, although I did read up like mad on this. I would have never had surgery? this. surgery? Yeah, I would have never had it, but I had an 11-year-old kid. And I was only 56. You know, if I if I would tell anybody in their 60s, forget it. You know, let something else will kill you. So, okay. The reason for this surgery was what? Pro- prostate cancer. Okay, so that's my point. If someone tells you you have cancer and you should remove this, why would you say no? Because you're if, just gonna, if, you're just gonna if roll with the punches because of the side effects. But it, you, when you're like, say, you're 70, you, you were young. If you're 70, yes, I know. But if you're 70 years old, um, it, it's t- t- at my age, it goes quick. And it turned out all the medical students had to come in and talk to me and do interviews because there was several fuck ups. Well, no, the good thing was, the good thing was that they said that the tumor was right at the tip. Of my prostate. If it gets out of there, then you're fucked. Once really? it spreads. Yeah. So you're. So lucky. they gotta get it. Like my brother, my brother Scott had the same surgery, but when they, when you go back the first month, they test your what they call PST, PS, PSH, PST. Fuck it. Prostate specific. PSH. What's PSH? No, PSA. PSA. I got it right. Yeah. A prost- public service prostate. announcement. Yeah. <laughs> and and so my brother and he goes back. He had the fucking surgery, which is a nightmare, and they didn't get it. You're fucked. Ooh. Yeah. And how long after that did he die? He's still alive. Oh well, then what the hell? Yeah, but he can't move or anything. He's oh, that's all not fucked. Good. He's all fucked up. He's real fat. Too. Well, sometimes you can barely move. I, I eventually can move. Although that was not 20 years ago, so. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you had the surgery because you're good. I'm sorry they poked your booty. Well, they beat the shit out of me, though. And oh, now get this one. So, I'm in the fucking I'm in the fucking hospital, the old Mitchell. Mitchell, where's that? That's the old University of Chicago Hospital. Every time I walk by it, I just cringe back all <laughs> kinds of horrible memories. You have PTSD from it. So the first night they say you're not gonna have any problem because you got the epidural, right? They'll take the epidural out the next day. And nor did I realize up until then that I'm allergic to, to morphine. Anyway, so I'm, I'm wheeled into my room, I recover, and then they told my mom and Toby about there was a little bit of an accident, they perforated his rectum, so he's gonna have to be in the hospital longer and all this shit on antibiotics and stuff. Now I'm oh, I'm so fucked up, I mean blah, 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 blah. so I get in there and so the nurse tells me, real hot, real hot nurse, she tells me, Oh you'll be fine tonight because the epidural you you won't feel anything and everything's good. So about eight o'clock all the doctors have gone home. And then this fucking little four-eyed fuckface comes in and says, Oh, dear, the epidural's a little loose. I think I'll put, we'll put you on morphine, a morphine drip machine. Now, what the fuck do I know from an epidural to a morphine drip machine, right? 
Well, the dumb fuck. He pulls out the goddamn epidural, and then the nurse says, Oh, dear, we don't have any morphine drip machines. The nurse just whimpered. Oh, dear. Yeah. Well, she got, I mean, the bitch got it, too. She really, and then, so the, now it feels like after this nightmare night that I went through, all these little fucking little shaggy-haired doctor students are students? coming in with their notebooks saying, how was the pain on the scale of... I said, the fucking <laughs> I said it was felt like somebody had a fucking uh, welding torch on my fucking bladder. That's how it felt. What the fuck do you think? And then they tell the nurse tells me I got to walk along the hallway, you know, get up and walk. And I'm like, you know, I just want to kill somebody. I didn't have the strength. And the guy that pulled the fucking thing comes up to me and he's completely white. He just, oh, Mr. Ryan, I'm so sorry. I said, you're fucking sorry? You're, that's what I get. You're fucking sorry. Oh, great, you're fucking sorry. And the nurse just gave me a fucking shot. And she said, I don't think this will do any good. Well, no, she didn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm alive. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. I mean, they didn't kill me. I mean, they tried. Is that not like... Oh, she could tell horror stories, but she can't. I mean, she could, yeah, like that's, but she's not good. How, how when you, you go in for any kind of procedure, you sign off on there's a risk of bleeding, there's a risk of perforation, there's a risk of this, there's a risk. Oh, there's yeah. all these risks. Yeah. You sign off on it, basically. Just, but you don't want your doctor in a hurry to catch a plane. That's <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I mean, mal malpractice would have been they removed his left leg instead of yeah, taking yeah, out part yeah. of his Well, prostate. they really, they, you know, they put magic, when well, they did my knees, they do magic markers. Mm -hmm. This one. Yeah. Yeah. They have to label it. I'm sure that's happened way too many yeah. times for them not There's, to use that fucking Sharpie. Yeah, remember, I used to read about that all the time, though, taking off the wrong leg. And, How about um, those stories where they're like, they took the wrong baby? Like, that's fucked up. Well, with DNA now, you get caught doing that shit. <laughs> yeah. But but then that's tough. You've got a 14-year-old kid you raised, all of a sudden, oh, that's not, you've got to get... you got to give it back. you got to get the, the, the kid, cross-eyed kid with, with no chin. <laughs> that's really your fucking kid. <laughs> there was... On the long lost, there's a long lost family show on TLC, and there was a, two women who got switched at birth accidentally. And one of them was Caucasian, and one of them was Mexican. And it was like, how did nobody figure this out back then? Yeah, no shit. And I mean, so they were raised in these completely separate families. Do you so think they at were any in their point 50s. in time, any one of those well, fathers would have been like? They didn't uh, find out until they were in their fifties. Yeah. Wow. They said, we always knew something was wrong. We always knew something was a little bit off, but... I'll tell you what. Mike Tui's kid, Joe, who they just discussed... <laughs> as I refer to him, Mike Tui's bastard son, Joe, who showed up at the bar about five, five years, five, six years ago, and um, just he finally tracked it down who his mom was. But he knew, And all he could find out was she hung around here. And so he came here. And I'm looking at this kid. It looks very fucking familiar. I mean, of all her kids, this one looks most like her. And he almost had a haircut like her. But he went completely uh, bonkers when he realized. I showed him pictures I painted of her and all that stuff. Yeah. But Joe is an Irish, classic Irish drunk, raised in Rogers Park by very Jewish parents. And you know they have to know something is just out of fucking control here by the time the kid was a teen. You know, there's nothing Jewish about this kid. He's fucking drunk. And um, it's just got to be very culturally tremendous. Well, you know, it's really a crapshoot when you adopt a kid. You're yeah. best off adopt adopting a girl from China because they just, you know, they're, they're probably not. But these little alcohol fetal kids from Romania and Russia. Oh my God. I mean, come I on. Love these. I mean, they're white and they got blonde hair, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know. At least you know what you're going to get from oh, China. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. have an adoption agency person on as our next guest. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, Gracie, I told Gracie after I, when Gracie got born in Mildon Masonic, and uh, when I went down to that nursery, there was about 30 little, they just pulled about 30 little fetuses out of the snatches and put them in. Babies? Little, uh, yeah. yeah. And um, so I'm looking at these kids, 
No, I'm not taking this one home. No, I'm not taking. Oh, look at this one. Ew. This one's got a beard. This one. This one's got a tail. Holy, a prehensile fucking tail. So, I told Gracie, there was only about three I'd take it home. You're lucky. You're, you're a very lucky girl. Because I would have just gone to Seattle, gone underground. For that's a while. such a. That's such a beautiful childhood story she can share with all of her friends. Yeah, like like the Santa Claus story I told her. What's that? Well, she came over and oh, she said, Daddy, how can Santa get down our chimney? I said, crazy, if Santa's very lucky, he will never come down our chimney because I will beat the living shit out of him. And she said, why, Daddy? I said, because he doesn't give poor kids presents. So she goes back to school and tells her teacher that I'm going to beat the show. My daddy said you're going to beat up Santa. So she sends a little note home. You know, like, oh, Mr. Elliot, I don't think that was very Please report to the principal. Because she told all the other kids that my dad's going to beat up Santa. The kids like were concerned. <laughs> but I won't get my presents. But this, this, uh, um, well, there's funny things that happen at the hospital, right, Danielle? Funny things? Like what? Well, yeah. Like well, tell us in what, about, in what regard? I've always heard there's a lot of things found up inside people's rectums that are interesting. You and know, vaginas, too. And vaginas. Yeah. That more happens in the emergency department. Uh, I was going to say, have you, ever done, have, you ever done a, have you ever done a thing in the ER? Time in the ER? No. Oh, oh boy, I've heard some beautiful stories from those ER nurses. i got to tell you, I've been to the ER, I want to say, four times in the last year and a half. Now, geez, time flies. Every fucking time I go in there, I'm like, Jesus Christ, how does anyone, anyone want to be a doctor? It's so but nasty. But you know, there are people attracted to the ER. My, the guy that used to do my earwax, I asked the lady what happened to him. She says, he wanted more action. He's more of an ER person. Some people like the ER. Right? Some people like it. on the uh, Trauma? You joke about the types of nurses, like an ICU nurse is very into like type A personality. Everything has to be like perfect in its place. ER nurses are like, everything's a shambles. Well, whatever. Here comes your patient. There's blood's gushing out of here. Great. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Remember MASH? I mean, the movie MASH? Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I came into it about a third of the way in when they were in there and there was blood flying yeah. all over. Yeah. And I'm laughing my ass off. It was absolutely hilarious. Did you ever watch this, the TV series? I watched parts of it. I, I like that show. Yeah. That was good. But the movie, it's Altman. That was Altman. Altman, yeah. Yeah, it was good. That, that was, was a good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like when they do the baby switches and they're ethnically different, wouldn't you think that the dad would maybe sit down with the mom and have a serious conversation? Well, like, I would uh, be... I know you'd probably be pissed off. Be like, what the fuck yeah, is this? Yeah. Sweetheart. Wow. Honey, <laughs> this kid is a 14-pound black kid. <laughs> this kid's dick is bigger than mine, and he's only two days old. Yeah, he's already shooting baskets. In the... <laughs> sure you? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of surprised parents, you know, when you look there. Oh God. Um. Well, that's Jesus. Are you all right? No. Uh, well, that's all um, very interesting um, to me because, especially when Danielle is here to give us perspective. Um, and I will tell you that it is kind of fun to watch her be here to figure out what, who the love interest might be <laughs> in the past. Well, she's got a rather burly slightly intimidating boyfriend. She does. So I don't think we want to... Talk pre-boyfriend days. I don't think we want to point fingers at any... No. Pre-boyfriend days was fun to watch. It was all like a show. I, it's one of those things you'd like sit in the corner and like wish you had a little container of popcorn <laughs> just to watch watch what would happen. Oh, we watched. We had a good... <laughs> we, had, we had a front row seat to what happened. Yeah, it was careful carefully orchestrated dance moves, I think. Uh, I don't know how carefully orchestrated <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? A sleepy John. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I don't, I, I mean, there was no violence, and I would, that's what I, I was concerned about. Because she, she, she had him cowering in the corner over there. He did. He pouted in the corner that night. Yep, I remember it well. Well, I mean, he's usually in here sleepy or pouting, right? 
No, he was frightened. He was frightened. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? I mean, have you ever seen Nurse Danielle when she's mad? <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> we did. That night. She'll fucking clear the house. When she mentions it, I think he might just might go over to his fucking house and talk to his wife. I think that. God. You want to see a guy get real scared? You want to see a guy really terrible? I mean, Street Jimmy wouldn't be, but. Um, that's the, that's the kind of time that you pray to the little baby Jesus to make sure nothing happens. Just like you do every night when you, when you kneel down next to your bed. I think I hurt my knees doing that over, some, you don't kneel over anymore? the years. You don't kneel anymore? I have to wear knee pads. For your bedtime prayer? Yeah. You want to share with everyone what your bedtime prayer is? Well, I don't want to offend anybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to share what it is or no? Away in a manger no, so crib for his bed. That's the Christmas song. Lord Jesus would be better off dead. Um, no, what's your bedtime Jesus, prayer? My bre- um, yeah, now you Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, baby Jesus is in for a big fucking problem. <laughs> Amen. I don't think you should tell kids you're gonna die before you. You know, I once I was gonna I was in a track meet and I actually thought, well, let me give this fucking thing a shot one time. So I sat down. I we got down. I was about 14. I put my little hands together, got on my knees, and said, "Please, God, I want to win the track meet tomorrow, and I'd like to pole vault uh, 11 feet two inches, and I only pole vault to 10 six, and that was it. Fuck you." <laughs> Which I've done for many, many, many years, over and over and over again. I really am just a little bit shocked that your daughter has turned out so well. Well, you know, <laughs> in, in, in a perfect well, world, you I wouldn't. Think she's turned out well. Yeah, in a perfect. <laughs> I think she's a lovely. In a per- intelligent, lovely. A lo- <laughs> I mean, she's scary. But she's she's really a lovely, nice. intelligent. She's really nice. <laughs> See here, yeah, she, there's some people probably wouldn't agree with oh that. Oh my god. But. <laughs> Do you have another? How many daughters do you have, anyway? I think we're up to like nine or ten that we know of. Well, DNA. Um, Bruce's nemesis. I wonder if there's a son out there. Yeah, it's funny. If if there are any males that could potentially be Bruce's son, can you guys please contact us? Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, well, Gracie, yeah, um... She, uh, when she, when I would be yelling at her, you know, and, and telling her how awful she was, she's dead. She'd just list all my friends' kids, and what could I say? No answer, you know. I mean, she's, you know, she's a dream child compared to everybody else's kid. Speaking of Gracie, she was just in town book for side. a book release. You want to talk a little bit about uh, her her book and how that went? Book. I mean, books. Books, I know, but it's the next one in the series. Well, I don't think that they publicize it quite enough. They should have written it in big Well, I will say that we also had a fucking massive, like, winter storm. No, it was bad weather. Um, she, I, I don't know. I mean, she sells, she sells about one a day on the internet. So they're, they're doing quite well. That's good. Yeah. But how, was the event nice? I just finished the second one. Um, no, it was during the. It was from noon to two, and then people hung around. And you came? Yeah, I was here. That's like the height of nap time. I tell me, I would. That's oh, that's when my blood pressure was so high when I got home because I missed my nap. I mean, you rarely miss nap time for anything. Yeah, well, sometimes you gotta miss naps, and um, so. Well, I'm glad you came. Though, but so a lot of my a lot of my cousins showed up, which was nice. Her books are a fantasy. They're they're like. Uh, well, they're, they're, she's starting. She's got one line with werewolves and stuff like that, but they're they're more just like mystery and sex novels. Oh, nice. But you throw in werewolves. But they're were- yeah, it's like Twilight, but not. But then she's got some new series too, so she's just knocking this stuff off wildly. I mean, she's quite talented. Well, I'm saying she's a chip off the old block. 
Well, she's not in that league. It's not my league. But I mean. You don't think she's as good as you? Please, there's nobody. I don't think... Uh, <laughs> please, please, <laughs> please. We're talking 21st century cutting-edge literature. <laughs> All right, well, that's, I'm glad you're such a good supportive dad. Um, uh, do you want to talk about uh, Fancy Pants and his hysteria? Well, he his hysteria is always alcohol-induced. I mean, he called me up just about an hour before we left here, and uh, he was screaming hysterically. He says, just let him be president because I don't want Pence. I said, asshole. He's not, he's, they're not going to convict him and just smearing him in shit. That's all they're doing now. And then he said, and then all these bitches, they're just trying to keep the Obama library. Uh, I said, don't worry, Danny, they're going to have the, uh, you know. And then he could, but they did the same thing to the Lucas, the Lucas uh, Museum. I said, yes, and they did a very good job because that piece of shit fucking statue to himself would be his figure of the life. So, Danny, I, we got, I had to call him a bunch of names and stuff. And, um, did, you, did you talk him off the ledge? No. He was still hysterical? Oh, you know, he, at the beginning of talking him off the ledge, he used to come in here when he lived in the condo down the street, like 10, 15 years ago, and he'd be like all depressed. Oh, they're going to foreclose on me. And I, go. I said, Danny, the smart thing to do would be to kill yourself. Oh, and, and then everybody would say, Bruce, come on, that's not funny. You know, I think it's funny. Tom, what do you think? I think it's funny. Content is funny. See, I <laughs> got you. The, the people. Ruth, Ruth doesn't think a lot of my stuff's funny like that. Okay, I was gonna say. No, he's fragile. Well, of course he's fragile. If he would have committed suicide, probably would have felt bad. <laughs> For a minute. Yeah. I had a guy when I was in college. We had a guy that would get drunk and go to the roof and threaten to commit suicide all the time. And this other guy was his best friend, and we'd say, "Was someone want to go up there and stop him?" And we'd all look at the guy and we'd say, "He's your friend, man." <laughs> and he'd go, "This sucks." Like every time I drink with this guy, he tries to kill himself. <laughs> Fucking sucks. Well, you know, remember the old days though, when some some jagoff would be up by the bridge and fucking up traffic, and everybody going, "Jump, jump, jump." Well, now they got now they got the guys the suicide on the train tracks. They, they always do it during rush hour. Yeah, it fucks up fuck? everything. I know. <laughs> do it in the middle of the night when it doesn't affect anybody. Clown. <laughs> the three of us come to this bar, have been coming regularly for so long because we're surrounded by people who find this shit funny. Well, that's that. See, like I'm, we're special. I'm getting increasing. The, the weirdos are the ones outside of these walls. I'm getting increasing number of people that think Pierce it's not. It, it's too soon to make that. And now I, I'm asking Clown, as an impartial guy. The clown, you can't ask Clown. I'm asking Clown because he's he's one of us. It's funny, <laughs> funny. If it makes you laugh, it's funny. Yeah. Just because it means that definition, somebody it? died a horrible, painful death, and it was just the other day. If you can right, make it funny. How about we say it this way? There's a time and a place. That's what people tell me. I, 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 I think when is your time and your place? <laughs> yeah. We're still waiting. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. It's possible there's a time and a place, but I've never discovered it. Um, speaking of, we've been getting podcast complaints about some of our content. Well, we were we got complaints about uh, Mrs. Clown. Yeah, more that. Which was one of which was one of our my best our best ones. They were so we were too mean. Something else about being mean to people. I don't know. Mrs. Clown why are they listening to this, to this? Why, yeah, why are people listening to this podcast if they don't want to be mean? Well, it's like the, when people attack me on my my blog. No, this is really you, you know. Well, don't read that fuck well, don't face. Don't read it. I said your yeah, mama, your mama reads it, and she likes to suck my dick after she reads it. <laughs> I mean, people who listen to this or read your blog or do anything related to this bar oh, should just, know better. I, yeah, I don't want to offend anyone. God knows. Right. You know, I had a I had a show where I got in a fight with two guys, and I was dressed as a clown. 
and like beat these guys up and got clown paint all over them. They dragged them out yelling, we're going to get you clown. I told it to this couple in Corcoran's and they like, they didn't think it was funny at all. They were like, you're a sick fuck, man. And I was like, you got to be kidding. You're not think, you don't think that's funny, a clown beating people up? I just, that's, you know, I have no time for those kind of people. classic humor. You know, when I was in school, especially when I was in high school, I had kind of an offbeat sense of humor. And you'd be surprised, I mean, at my peers, especially the teachers, but, but got contemporary. Come on, man, that's not really funny, you know. What are you that's, talking about? I mean, that's about? kind of happened, that's, that's been like a common thread throughout life. Yeah, it is. I mean, it, that's just fact. People Whatever. say... People say, say, you know, but in jail, can you be surprised how square these fucks in are? In jail? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, I think that's funny. Yeah? Your sister thought it was funny. You, would, you would be a smart ass in jail at the risk of maybe getting your how, ass kicked? You know, when I was 14, I went to high school, I entered the high school. They were standing, the all, all upperclassmen were standing in line to beat the shit out of me. You know, you would have thought at some point I would just shut my mouth. But no, JL was just as bad. All right, whatever. I mean, I mean, there's so much to make fun of. I agree, but there's also you, got, like, you have to be a little careful about the guards because they really take it bad. They did you ever get beat up by a guard? Well, no, I never did by. But the worst was the worst. Violence I ever uh, absorbed from the law. I was jumping over, and by the way, she just died. She was a very prominent kind of socialite when I was in the early 60s. And I was banging this chick. She was very wealthy, and she was going through this kind of public divorce. And I was, I used to, she had me jump over the back fence with curly cord. She it was curly cord. So. I'd go over the fence, so these two plain clothes cops, real fucking 18th district beauties. Hey, what, what, what are you doing? I said, well, who are you? Now, I knew who they were. I knew they were plain clothes cops. Anyway, I sparred off to them. The guy grabbed, cops grabbed me, throw me in the back of the police car. The guy gives me about six squats on the way down. Smart ass, huh? Whack, you know. I'm about 155, 60 pounds in those days, and you know, and these guys are big. So anyway, they take me up to the top, to the second floor of the old Chicago Avenue police station. This is really, after, you know, they hit you with phone books on the side of the head because it leaves no marks. But <laughs> but your fucking ears are They're perfect. shit out of luck because phone books don't but exist then, anymore. So I got, they cuff me. I've got my cuffs on. And I'm sitting on a chair. And they put another chair up so your feet are on the chair. This fat fucking ass cop sits on my fucking leg, my, you know, by my, around my shins. The pain. Yeah, you're so, not so fucking funny now, are you, asshole? No, <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> That's Mom. not fucking funny. Mom. Did you ever get. And they thought it was funny. Oh, they laughed their ass up. <laughs> yeah. And he's blowing cigar smoke in my face. <laughs> Clown, did you ever get your ass kicked by the hand of the law? No. Never? Never. They thought I was funny. <laughs> <laughs> they had me. This is when that shit works to your advantage. Yeah, when they got me over at, uh, down at Sedgwick here, they had me handcuffed to one of the pipes. And they were all laughing. They were like, this guy's a clown, man. <laughs> and they were like coming from other rooms. Yeah, hey, this guy... Yeah, you got to be very careful. I get along. Yeah, I'm very quiet. You got to be. Very I'm very careful. quiet around those surroundings. There was a, there was a Chicago bear named John Creamscheck, big, tall, real, no, he's a real heavy guy. But he went back in the '50s, and he used to break them. In the old days, they had wedges on kickoffs, and somebody had to hit the middle like a bowling pin to knock him over so he could tackle the guy in the return. So anyway, a bunch of us get arrested over on Well Street. I was totally innocent. I just gotten off work driving a cab, but my friends had. That's a long story. But anyway, we end up in Chicago Avenue Police Station. The guy that had done what they wanted, or they they were called for, he got away. But so here I am, and we knew this guy. He was the guy that busted Lenny Bruce. His name was Fred, and nice guy. He used to come into the uh, alehouse, 
And I said, Fred, get us out of this fucking thing. Because we've been mouthing off to these three detectives that got us. And he says, oh, man, no, the real police got you. I can't do shit now. And so then he says, he says, see that real tall guy? I says, yeah. He said, that's John Creamshick from the old, from the Bears. That's John Creamshick? I mean, I was impressed. So I go over him. I go over him. He says, hey, you're, you're John Creamshick? This is the basement of Chicago Avenue. I used to be in Chicago Avenue all the time. So it's a basement. He says, yeah. You know, he's kind of like, oh, you know. He says, I was out there the day Ollie Matson ran over you like you were on superhighway. He gave me in the ear so fucking hard. <laughs> I mean, knock me silly. Well, what the fuck do you expect? Well, I, and then you know what the worst thing was? They throw us into a fucking cold cell, open the window, and throw water on us. And I was supposed to play in the U.S. Open qualifying the next day. I, I was shaking like my brother came to get me out of jail and take me out there. I could. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you didn't play? I played about six holes. Yeah, I was, I was playing good. You're sabotaging yourself. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess you could say maybe I shouldn't have mouthed off to John Creamshack. Yeah, the day was, before your big match. Yeah. You could probably be fucking PGA right now. We'd probably be sitting in Palm Beach I doing this podcast. The more I think about that, the less likely I think it was. But that was <laughs> hey, speaking of sports. Oh, let's talk about the Cubs. Yeah, I'm really kind of sad. They keep making me more sad each time I hear well, about something well, happening. Well, because you're sad, let me just kind of clarify. They, they have what they call the Cubs Convention. And um, the Cubs Convention um, used to be just a bunch of stupid Cub fans going and cheering and, oh, everything's great, yeah, yeah. Now the Cubs fans are very kind of, they have high exp- expectations. Their expectations are high. Yeah. So um, now they go, they boot every fucking cub just about, and every manager. And, well, it's because management is and Ricketts, Ricketts, shit. Ricketts, who is this Nazi owner, who uh, is finance director for uh, um, Pissy Face. Ricketts now is going to charge everyone that wants to hear uh, cub games. They're going to have to buy a special cub thing from him. So, of course, the L House will not ever be having another Cub game as long as, as, long as that situation Which, fine. Exists. You know, like, they, that's, that's, that's ridiculous to have to pay that much money to watch the fucking game. Especially watching. And, and give it to the so Ricketts. stupid. Give it to the Ricketts family? Those scumbags? Well, like I said, like, that's exactly what happened with the Blackhawks. Well, the word, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and then they're fucking... Attendance tank. Well, Chicago's, no shit Chicago's this is, famous. But this started with the fucking uh, uh, removal of WGN. Well, the um, the Blackhawks were special because that's free advertising, idiots. But old man yeah. works could care. I mean, he had low, he had all kinds of money. But like, you go anywhere in this country, and you always see a slew of Cub fans at every goddamn ballpark, and it's because of WGN, right? And I think it's because of it, it I think it's because of inbreeding. <laughs> um, I'm gonna um do a quick movie review before we wrap up because I feel like that's what we've been doing. I've been trying to watch all the Academy Award nominated movies, and I finally got to see Parasite. I hate scary movies, and I thought it was gonna be a scary movie. Is it like science fiction? Or no, I hate science fiction movies. I hate scary <coughs> movies, but uh. Goat Girl really wanted to watch it, so I'm like, all right, we'll watch it. And so I started watching it, you know, with, like, hands over my eyes, being really scared. Like, when's it going to happen? When's it going to happen? Like, real anxious. Who's in it? It's a Korean foreign film. Korean? Yeah, it's all subtitles. Um, How could you have a scary movie with subtitles? Well, I was expecting it. (laughs) (laughs) That word! Well, they make noise. They can make noises. Shit. Um, But it was not a scary movie. It was like this really like interesting thriller, and the twist was so good. So for like the last 
30 minutes of the movie, you're just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to happen? It's really a great movie. And it just took Best Picture at the Screen Actors Guild Awards, which uh, a foreign film has never done that before. So I was sort of like, whoa, what's going to happen? So I'm curious to see. Like, people really want this to win Best Picture. So I'm curious to see it. Or else you take a trip to China and get your, bring on your own parasite. <laughs> With a prehensile tail. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I told Sri Shimmy about all those kids with tail, you know, Cook County. Have, have you ever heard of that at, uh, in Northwestern? No. Well, Cook County, I knew I knew somebody that uh, was an intern at Cook County. He said, fuck, we're cutting tails off all the time. <laughs> not prehensile, but, you know, little, little fucking... Um, Oh apparently it's not that unusual. Little tadpoles? <laughs> it's, apparently it's not that, yeah. They're, these are that shit really happened to you? Yeah. You got little tails? There's people that yeah. are born with extra fingers and toes. I've heard of like web well, that's the first toes. Thing. I've heard about web toes and shit. That's the first thing I did with Gracie was count the fingers and toes, you know. See what I got. She's got an extra, get rid of it. Yeah. But the tail, yeah. I mean, they, well, they can cut those tails off, you know. But now if a kid has a penis and a vagina... That's another problem. Because you got to make a decision. What is a kid going to be? You can make the wrong decision. Yeah, what yeah. if you accidentally cut the penis off instead of the tail? Yeah, I mean, you can, that would suck. <laughs> so it's the same guy who's fucking poking your rectum. I, I, oh, shit. I, I don't know what the appropriate time was before you have... I mean, I kind of see which way the kid's drifting before I do that surgery. Well, this has all been very comical, and I'm still not drinking. Soon, soon, I got a week in one day, a week in one day. And, and you're leaving town, right? Not for another while, but uh, I'm more excited about the fact that I'm going to be able to have a beer and a glass of wine again. Yeah, I, I just don't get that purifying. I, it's, it's just a nice thing that you know that you can do it, right. it feels good, it's no, it a battery doesn't. recharge. It doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel good. This is the fifth year I've done it. Last year I did it for three months, and I thought, okay, I'll just do it for a month. And it feels good, but by the end of it, you're kind of ready. Alas, anyway. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Um, thanks, everybody, for being here. Danielle, thanks for being our guest this evening and for Always enlightening us on all things medical. I'm sure we'll need to have you. Does everybody have her cell phone so you can text her <laughs> if uh, shit hits the fan in your situations? Bruce, Clown? What's well, I'll be at the hospital. Yeah, go visit Clown. We'll expect a full report. Oh, yeah. Give us an update. Now, if he needs a kidney or something, he's don't shit call out me. Like, don't call us. Don't, yeah. Call, yeah. don't call me. Anyway, all right, genius. Say goodnight, genius. Um, I want to talk more comedy with fun. Okay, all right, with a, a good night, genius. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you next time. Bye.